Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When, I, when my health fell apart and I was in the hospital for, or multiple hospitals for, long periods of time you know i stopped doing everything i was doing and everything i was doing was difficult my clinical practice was difficult the professorial job was difficult the company i was running was difficult the writing was difficult yeah the lecturing was difficult it was all difficult and i'm not complaining about the difficulty i actually loved that that was that was fine i'm not complaining about it at all but because it was difficult, I have to be in really good shape to do it. And so then I wasn't in really good shape. And so because I wasn't really good shape and everything I had done was difficult, I didn't know what to do. And I couldn't get back on top of things because it was like trying to jump into a car going 200 miles an hour. You know, it's very easy for us to call people who are doing something that we're not doing stupid. It's like, don't be so sure about that, you know? and. It would have been better for me if I would have had a wider variety of skills that weren't so high intensity. I could have had some leisure activities that I got good at. Music might have been good that weren't so demanding. See, what I, I tried to do, if I saw something was difficult, I wanted to master it. I was driven to do that, just to see how far I could go in these multiple directions. And that left me vulnerable to one thing. It left me vulnerable to being in a situation where I wasn't healthy enough to manage it. What are two or three things that everyone should focus on in their 20s? Well, it certainly doesn't hurt to be in physical, good physical condition. So we can walk through it. Stop drinking too much. How do you know if you're drinking too much? You regret what you do when you're drinking. <laughs> It's, it's interfering with other important goals. It's causing you financial distress. It's getting you in trouble with your friends or your family. It's getting you in trouble with the police. Stop abusing substances if you can, right? If you see that they're hurting you. Physical health, are you in decent shape? Are you strong and coordinated? And if you're not, 
you'd be better if you were. Right. You'd feel better, you'd be more effective, you'd live longer, you'd be less sick. And you really see that mount up. Like if someone's been in shape once in their life, they age way better. And it's also a really good way of maintaining your cognitive ability. Like, you know, you, you hear about those exercises that you can do online to make you smarter and keep your cognitive ability intact. Yep. Those don't work. There's no evidence that they work. Exercise works. Cardiovascular and weightlifting, you start to decline in your fluid intelligence at about the age of 25. And it's a linear trend downhill and it can accelerate as you get older. It's just like this, quite ugly. If you exercise, you stave that off. Maintain your relationships and, and foster them. So when I look at successful people, they're really good at something. They're reliable, right? You can count on their word. They're generous and they have a wide, wide connection network, which becomes more and more valuable as you get older. So it's one advantage that older people really have over younger people. They have a connection network and a connection network is huge. Well, you could be connected to a thousand well-connected people. Okay, that means you are connected to the entire world. Right, it's unbelievably valuable. And that's one of the things that's so absolutely remarkable about the situation that I'm in right now as far as one of the great benefits is I can contact pretty much anybody and they'll talk to me. It's like, really? That's so cool. Someone asked me the other day, you know, do you regret the pathway that you've taken? And that's a question that's worth considering. Um, and the basic answer is, well, I don't know, I guess, in some sense, because if you become extremely ill, especially if it isn't clear why, you don't know what you might have done to contribute to it because you don't yeah. know what it is. And people say, well, you know, you went on this 160 city tour in a year. Maybe that was too much. It's like, it didn't seem like too much. I really enjoyed it, actually. It was great, but it was, it was also very intense. And I did expose myself to a lot of misery, meeting people, so many people, so many thousands of people. I opened myself up to a tremendous amount of misery and, and longing and pain. And that was very emotionally impactful. But I can't say with certainty that what the consequence of that was. I mean, I'd worked as a clinical psychologist for decades and I had to deal with people who were in trouble all the time. And that was actually an extraordinarily positive enterprise because although I was dealing with very serious issues and people were in trouble, they were on a good path and getting better and we were collaborating in that. So it was a lovely enterprise. I loved it. I loved yeah. it in deep conversations, meaningful conversations devoted to making things better. It was great. I've been opening up my day to work more and more. So now I work from 3.30 to 6, fairly intensely every day. And I started one day a week and then it was two and then it was three. And then I could see, was I better when I was working or was I better when I wasn't working? And the answer was clear. I was better when I was working. And it wasn't just clear to me, it was clear to the people who were watching me. And so it looks to me that that also indicates that it probably wasn't the work. I think it's possible that just too many things happened at once. That's possible. It, it certainly distracted me, right? And so maybe I wasn't paying attention to the exactly the right thing. 
it's really dangerous to be casually contemptuous. What does that mean? Well, I, I've seen many professors who are contemptuous of business people. Right. Well, they, they don't have businesses and they're angry that the business people can make all sorts of money. And so and and that's a whole skill set they don't have. And so maybe they'd have to feel inadequate about that if they thought about it. And then I've talked to lots of business people who, you know, regard professors as in the ivory tower and, you know, an easy job. It's like, yeah, well, you try lecturing and see how easy it is about a complex subject and publishing. It's not easy. It's really hard, just like your job. Casual contempt stops people from investigating things that might be good for them. Having a connection network is of an inestimable value. Reliability, generosity, you can work on both of those. Philosophical sophistication, it's very useful because it orients you properly. You have a sophisticated sense of, of the world. You find, for example, that doing things for other people is actually more rewarding than virtually anything else you can do. You know, when you hear you should be of service to other people. Well, if you actually watch yourself, you pay attention to yourself and you do something that helps someone else and it genuinely helps them. I defy you to find another experience that is that satisfying. It's actually quite stunning how satisfying that is. And so that's a very useful thing to realize. There's no better life strategy. If, if the ethical argument is put properly, it is by far the most compelling argument. It's like if you want to have everything you could possibly want and more, then be a good person. The better a person you are, the more likely that is to happen. That doesn't mean you that you're completely protected against getting cut off at the knees. But there's no better strategy. <laughs>